And now, you're tuned in to RBLR, the home of Tampa Bay's Reveler Sports. Welcome into another episode of RBLR Bucks. I'm Usab, one of your co-hosts tonight, and I'll tell you this. Sure, we're in the offseason, but there are positives. Okay, if you're in the sunshine state like me, then you know the weather has been real nice. Or maybe this weekend you watched the USF men's basketball team come through with the big win versus Southern Methodist University. Go Bulls, am I right? Or maybe you saw that nice little back-to-back win this weekend from our Tampa Bay Lightning. Or, or just, or maybe, just maybe, the only positive you need is that you are tuned into RBLR Bucks with the hottest trio in the podcast world. So without being that being said, let's get right into it. To my right, his insights hit harder than a freight train. He is Mr. Zach Blaine. Zach, what's going on with you, man? Not much, brother. Just just relaxing, chilling. I start work back on Monday, so I've been enjoying this time off. Oh yeah, you've been doing anything special or no? Not at all. Being lazy, man. It's it's been fantastic. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. I like being lazy as well. But I don't know if he wants to be lazy or not. To my left, he brings the stats and analysis sharper than a blitzing linebacker. He is Carter Brantley. Carter, what's the good word, my friend? Oh, man, I love being lazy. So lazy is a good word. Um, okay. That's a fantastic feeling. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, another thing that, that Tampa sports fans can look forward to, spring training started this past week Ooh, for the Rays. Um, there's been a lot of exciting stuff there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's another thing. You know, some Tampa sports fans or Florida sports fans in general can look forward to spring training across the state. Uh, it's a great time. So, um, yeah, you know, but but we're here to talk about the Bucks. Obviously, it's always a great time to be talking about the Bucks. Um, but before we go any further, definitely hit that like and subscribe button if you like what you hear. We're going to be having some more guests on throughout the offseason. We're also going to have that, you know, that live stream of the NFL draft. Whenever that happens, it feels like it's a year away. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be here quicker than we think, but it feels like it's really far away. But regardless, we're going to be live streaming that. Um, so definitely hit, a like, hit that like and subscribe button if you're trying to tune in. Um, also, give us a follow at RBLR Sports. We're across the social platforms. Um, but anyways, we'll get right into it. Um, you know, there was a little bit of Bucks news this week I wanted to get into. Um, there was some kind of, kind of I don't want to say a weird quote, but uh, Jason Light was interviewed this week uh, talking about Mike Evans, his potential contract situation. Uh, he referred to it as being a financial strain to bring Mike Evans back. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't really know what he meant by that. Um I don't know. I mean, how are y'all? What are y'all's thoughts on the Evans deal? Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. Do you think that bringing him back will be worth it, even if it is a uh, strain, as Jason Light put it? it yeah. <laughs> Do I think it'd be worth it? Me personally, yes. Right. Uh, but the more that I hear about, like, with Jason's comments and just in general, I'm getting this like sinking feeling in my stomach that yeah he might not be coming back, which worries me. Like, there's a reverberation almost no there is not signing like if he doesn't sign then does baker still want to come back because baker's been pretty adamant that if he comes back he wants evans back now do i think he'd be as good without evans i think it depends on who we get into the building as well but it just seems like with him not coming back there's more worry for me than if we just sign him to almost you know almost give him a blank check just whatever you want to make we'll do it we'll figure it out 
because, I mean, he's a centerpiece of, of Tampa Bay sports. I'd say he's a Tampa Bay sports legend, not only just a centerpiece. Like, I, I think that he's important to this team and we need him back, but it just feels like more and more that it might not happen. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree with you. Um, I definitely get kind of a eesh, you know, this is not a good sign kind of thing um, from those types of comments, especially from Jason Light, because, you know, you can hear – Joe Blow on AM radio or one of us talking about he's not coming back. I don't put as much weight as the right. Right. Yeah. Like if I go on Twitter and I'm like, Oh, I don't think Mike Evans is coming back. Like, all right, who cares? But Jason light says some stuff like this. Like, Oh, but uh, Musab, how how about you, man? What what are your thoughts on this? Um, I I don't know. I, it was kind of a sinking feeling for me. Maybe you're a little bit more optimistic than Zach and I. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm right there with Zach as to, yeah, I mean, I would definitely want him as well. But it is concerning. I mean, it raises my eyebrows when someone like Jason Light is saying the word like strain when it comes to someone like Mike Evans, you know, our star player. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's I guess the way I kind of interpret it is this like, hey, we just want to let, you know, our fans know it's hard. Obviously, he's not just going to give us the inside scoop or whatever, but right. I think he's just trying to just put it on delay or stall a little bit, maybe dance around the question. But um, I'll tell you this though, if there's any chance of success or if this, if this team wants any success, um, keeping Mike Evans is a big thing for sure. So I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a huge thing. Cause like Zach mentioned, the reverberation is the kind of ripple effect that not re-signing Evans could have on the rest of their free agency decisions, any potential draft decisions that they'd have to make. Um, yeah. It's, it's a huge deal. And um, yeah, I mean, definitely I get it. Like, you know, being a GM of an NFL team certainly isn't easy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird, uh, a weird thing. Um, I don't know. It's always so weird when, when ownership or front office executives in any sport kind of put their foot in their mouth. Like, you know how easy it is to just like give milk, like just vanilla answers that don't say anything. Like yeah. why not just do that every time, you know, why even say stuff like this? But anyways, that's neither here nor there. I thought it was just kind of something interesting. Um, another little, little thought or a little piece of news that kind of flew on my my little Twitter timeline or X timeline, whatever you want to call it. Um, the NFLPA survey results were released oh, this God. week. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was enlightening, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> just a little bit around the league. Uh, I thought the most interesting thing was Kansas City coming in hot at a, an F minus overall, thirty second overall. They were dead last in an overall cumulative grades. Uh, their owner being the the worst of it all um he was whew, torn to shreds um so i thought that was interesting you know win the super bowl but rank last on the nfl maybe that's the secret you just got to be a scummy organization but anyways right. we, we're, we're right there with them so right exactly we won't get into it we'll focus on the bucks uh they <laughs> ranked 24th overall which isn't you know it's only eight spots better um so Musab, uh did you have any thoughts on this maybe any things that kind of jumped out at you with the individual little categories or anything I'll tell you what jumped out at me is, yeah, just uh, to see how different organizations work in different ways. Just like, for example, I know we were going over it, like the daycare kind of services. Some provide daycare, some don't. Just those small kind of things I didn't realize, you know, are kind of included or not included. But um, 
I mean, listen, with the offseason, yeah, I'll, I'll read anything about football or anything about our beloved <laughs> Buccaneers. So uh, it was, I mean, it was, just, it's, it's kind of like reading like a little, like, like a reality TV show, like script or something. <laughs> hey, welcome to, you know, the bad boys of Buccaneers football. And, you know, the odor sucks, X, Y, Z. But um, I, I don't make too much of it or I don't think it's like something super significant because I think it all just comes down to priorities. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're like if you're a young guy, you just want to play for the best team. You don't care about much about the extra amenities or whatever. Then it makes sense. But again, if you're kind of on the older side, you're a backup quarterback or something. You got a family. You know you're not going to be playing much, so you might as well just kick back and enjoy. Then yeah, you're probably looking for those amenities. But um, yeah, it was entertaining. I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think it's more. Um, we were talking about it before the show. More of an effort to just try to you know, poke the teams that do such horrible things with their, you know, facilities, like you mentioned, the daycare, the training facilities, the workout rooms, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of a way of, for players to just kind of complain, you know, it's, it's a complaint box, you know, and it's, it's, it's valuable. Like it's necessary. Like you gotta have it. Um, if they didn't have this, it would be concerning because it'd be like, it was the, you know, 1970s, you know, teams are making millions and billions of dollars off of these players hard work. So you know, they got to have some way to voice their opinions. But, Zach, how about you, man? Was there anything that stood out from this report? Yeah, uh, basically, Tampa's got shitty food, and it's not very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, really, like, uh, honest answer, the the family the family stuff kind of stuck out the most for me, the treatment of families. When, anytime I see something that says, like, they're one of the 12 teams that don't have a family room during games or – they provide daycare, but they charge $90 per child when most teams, it, it says it right there, most teams free. give this service for free. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it just kind of, to me, goes back to ownership, and it kind of shows, in my opinion, why ownership is ranked real low. Like, I believe we're, what, 28th in ownership? Like, yeah, 26. It, it kind of all checks out. Like, it all the math all adds up. And, right. you know, if you win the Super Bowl, it's not as big a deal. But when you go 9 and 8, you know, some of those things need to be <laughs> maybe you need to step up a little bit. That's essentially what I took from it. Yeah. I mean, I think a really interesting thing to think about is Tom Brady is not here anymore. Uh, with all due, I love living in Tampa Bay, loved growing up here. This is not a free agent destination. It's not New York. It's not LA. Um, so if you're not at least trying to make it even just league average, uh, I feel like it is a failure because, you know, free agency, obviously people are just going to take, whatever the highest dollar amount is, which rightfully so. But, you know, when you're working on the margins, trying to small, find small advantages, things like these can maybe give you a little bit of that extra leg up over the other teams. And if the Bucks are failing to do so, that's a failure by the organization. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a – it's kind of not just from the perspective of like, oh, wow, this is a crappy thing. Like also it's like a competitive disadvantage because like we were talking about earlier, it's not really that big of a deal, but when you're – I don't want to call the Bucks a small market team because there are no real small market teams in the NFL. But, you know, when you're not the New York Jets or the Giants or the Chargers or the Rams, you don't have that West Coast or the, the you know, NYC appeal. You got to find your advantages wherever you can. And uh, this feels like a missed opportunity. So, um, yeah, it was kind of an interesting note that I thought of and just kind of something that I wanted to bring up. Um, but now let's let's take a shift to the to the roster itself, to the actual team. Um, because, you know, we're about to enter the offseason. Free agency is kind of starting to get a little ramped up. Uh, obviously, the big news this past week, they cut Shaq Barrett. It was kind of a 
kind of an, I don't want to say it was an official thing from the get-go, but it was kind of something that we saw coming. So it was kind of like, ah, darn, that sucks, but we all saw it coming. Um, so with that in mind, as well as other pending free agents, what are y'all's biggest concerns for this roster heading into the offseason? Zach, we'll start with you, man. Uh, I mean, where it sits now, the biggest question or concern is quarterback. Um, okay. I feel like it has to be. I mean, I know we right. have Kyle Rask under – uh, contract, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, another year. <laughs> yeah, like, let's be honest. Um, right now, it's quarterback, but also you've got to look at the defensive backs that we have. Um, our pass rush. I know that Shaq Barrett has kind of fallen off. I hate to say it that way, but he's kind of fallen off lately. Like, great guy. I'm sure that he's an awesome person, and it's still low key kind of hurt to see him go because of everything he's gone through in Tampa. I mean, he's given us a hard fought five years. Um, I would love to have him back if there's if we can manage that. That's not something I'd be opposed to even a little bit. But it, it just – I think pass rush and quarterback right now are my – well, pass rush, defensive back, and quarterback are my biggest concerns. All right, fair enough. I dig it. Musab, how about you, man? What are your biggest concerns on this roster? Yeah, my, my biggest concerns are pretty much almost the same as Zach. Um, yeah, I would agree with the quarterback situation. Definitely pass rush, especially with yeah, Shaq Barrett gone. Um, yeah, our DB room is looking super interesting. I mean, we got to keep Antoine Winfield for sure. And I mean, he needs some help as well. Um, yeah, that's a huge mystery mark. And then even a little bit of sprinkle at offensive line, but I'll tell you, this is, you know, my biggest concern is what I'm thinking about when it comes to all of these kind of needs that we need to fill is, you know, as much as I want to just keep getting the best of the best youth out there in the draft, you know, we also need to get some experience. So I don't want to hold, I, I mean, I, Sure, it would be nice to get like a really like phenomenal offensive line from the draft, but I mean, that's a young offensive line we're talking about. So I'm thinking, you know, for example, like the right guard center situation, which one do we prioritize more in the draft? You know, the center, or the right guard. In my opinion, I think, you know, we go for one in the free agency, maybe one in the free draft uh, in, in the draft. So same kind of situation when it comes to DBs and yeah, edge rushers and. Um, and I, quarterback though, yeah. I think that you made a really good point there because that's kind of what we're dealing with on our with our pass rush right now is they're all so young. Like mm -hmm. we had yeah. Jack not taking anything away from Barrett, but the core of our defensive line is a bunch of young guys in year three, four at the most. So we don't have time for them to build up over you know, they're not going to be stars instantly like Aiden Hutchinson was. Like, we don't pick that early. So that's a really good point that I didn't even think about. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be tough. We're, you know, we're sitting here talking about the edge rushing group. I mean, JTS, it feels like we've been waiting for a breakout season from him for a decade now. Obviously, he's only been in the league for three years. And, oh, speaking of child care from the Bucks, hey, look at that. Look at that. One of the one of the Blaine children. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. See RBLR, we, we have daycare. You know, we, we take care of the kids, unlike the Bucks. Good gracious. Um, <laughs> but, but anyways, um, <laughs> and it's not $90. You don't have to pay for that child care. Oh, it's way more expensive. <laughs> way more expensive, huh? <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you all. The, uh, you know, the, the quarterback situation is kind of the, the more pressing manner, for sure. Getting that kind of situated is big. Um, but also, yeah, edge rushing is huge because, like we've been talking about, um, yeah, JTS, depending on a lot of young guys to kind of step up and kind of produce that 
that they just haven't done this po- up to this point. So I'm kind of interested to see how it all plays out. Um, but looking at the two squ- you know, they've got the offense and the defense. Looking at those two sides separately, which do you think needs more attention? Musab, we'll start with you. Uh, offense or defense, what are you leaning towards? Ooh, this one's actually tough, but I'm going to lean towards defense just because of the things that have happened. Shaq, Barrett gone. Um, I mean, Devin White's going to be gone, and now we got K.J. Britt, which I think it's fine for now. But, I mean, there's only so much we've seen from K.J. Britt. As Zach and I have already mentioned, the DB room is looking super empty right now. So, um, yeah, I'm leaning more towards defense. Yeah, I'm going to side with you because not only is Devin White gone, Levante David might retire. Uh, which rightfully so, you know, he's got, he's had an amazing true, yeah. career. One of the, one of the best bucks ever. Um, so, you know, whatever he needs to do, he's got to do, but um, obviously if the bucks don't have him or Devin white back, then they've got two linebacking spots and then KJ Britt becomes their LB one. I, I mean, I, like you said, KJ Britt, solid player. He could be very, he could be very, very dependable, but I don't know if I want him being the number one linebacker out there, um, especially with the lack of depth that they have him and Servastier Dennis, who, man, I don't know if they could do a full season of that. So yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. I'm going to go defense as well. Um, Zach, how about you, man? Maybe you're going to break the mold and say offense, or maybe you're also leaning defense. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, I'm going to say defense. <laughs> it's just one of those yeah. things. Um, I, I honestly, I, I think we need help on both sides, but truthfully, yeah, you agree. Um, but realistically, I think defense is where we need the most help. And I think that that's where we need to focus on bringing in some veterans this off season. But so I hate to be, to agree with you guys on everything, but this one I, I got to agree with you on. No, nah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the baby was thinking about the Buck safety room right now. That's why. That's why the baby was crying. They were like, "Oh goodness, you know, just Antoine Winfield Jr. Who else?" And yeah, I'm I'm with them. I mean, good gracious, they they don't really have they they literally don't have anyone. Uh, Ryan Neal is gone. Um, it's just Antoine Winfield Jr. And that's if they either franchise tag him or bring him back, whatever the case may be. Um, but we've been talking a lot about their kind of need to fill some holes and to address a lot of needs. Uh, what are you thinking that the Bucks lean more on, free agency or the draft? Um, I know we talked about some bringing in some experience, but I don't know. It's just their cap situation is tough, and they have so many in-house guys that they kind of have to lock up, including the Mayfield, Evans, Winfield, Jr. trio. Uh, that it feels like, for me, they'd lean more draft because they did that last season. They had a lot of rookies playing a lot of snaps, so that's kind of my thought process behind it. Um, but, Zach, we'll start with you, man. Do you think they lean more draft or free agency to fill these holes? I think it's going to be interesting to see because I think we do, you know, Tampa is not known for bringing in big free agents. Like it's just not a thing really. Like as long as I can remember, like Shaq Barrett has been, or I guess Darrell Revis came in, but I don't think he was a free agent. He was a trade, wasn't he with new England? Oh man. That was, that was a while ago. You're yeah, so like, I, I, can't, I can't remember a time that I, saw Tampa bring in like a really big free agent outside of there was was one kind of big one they brought in oh well okay okay (laughs) one time you're right Tom Brady I'll I'll give it to you but I think he already knew he was coming to Tampa I don't think much bargaining or anything there um so I think it's gonna be through the draft but I think that's where our issues kind of lie I I don't think we're a bad drafting team but I also don't think we're a good drafting team i think we're just kind of mid and unfortunately if we draft mid and that's how we build our team our team's gonna be 
mid. <laughs> like, so it just uh, if we focus on the draft, it's going to be another nine and eight season. And I think that you need to be able to use both of those means of adding players. And I just don't know that I see Tampa doing that. For sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting moving forward. Musab, how about you, man? Are you thinking more they're going to lean more on the draft or free agency to acquire these players? Well, you guys had you guys both said great points. Carter, first of all, with the whole kind of cap space situation, um, I would say, yeah, it does make sense to obviously lean towards the draft. But then as Zach mentioned, I mean, you don't want to just completely lean on the draft. And I mean, I agree with you totally, Zach. Every single year we out of all the guys we get from the draft, I would only say like 50% of them, maybe a little bit less, actually end up following through for us. So, um, And I expect the same exactly this year. So for that reason, I mean, we should do our best, you know, when it comes to trying to get the best free agents out there, whatever we can, um, and then just work it out with the draft. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just can't lean on just the draft. That just doesn't make sense to me. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be tough to see how they strike that balance uh, of, you know, having a, having an experienced roster, but also having one that's, you know, young enough and versatile enough to where they're not getting hemmed in and locked in like the saints do every year with these nasty veteran contracts. And then they're in salary cap hell and it's a whole mess, but if you don't want to be in salary cap hell with your fashion, if you want to have a wardrobe that is well balanced, you know, it's solid, solid rookie draft picks, but also some really solid veteran free agent acquisitions. You definitely want to go on shop.rblrsports.com. Um, they've got some amazing stuff. We've got some great stuff on there for the Rays, Bucks, Lightning, and Rowdies. Um, if you're looking for some Rays spring training gear, or maybe you're gearing up for the NFL draft, you've got your own watch party going on, um, or you're excited to see the Lightning, you know, tearing it up in the NHL, or you're just missing the Rowdies. You know, either way, uh, we've definitely got some gear up there, and we'll give you a promo code uh, since it's you know we're in the doles of the off season. I mean, it's tough out here. So we'll give you a little promo code cannons, C A N N O N S. You type that bad boy in for 10% off your entire order. So after that shameless shot plug, we'll get right back into it. Um, obviously the biggest free agency names that the bucks have are the big three, you know, Winfield jr. Evans and Baker Mayfield. Uh, you can kind of count Levante David in there, but he has come out and been very clear to either bucks or retirement. So I don't even really think about him because that's just kind of a, that's a him decision. Like there's not much the Bucks can do other than just wait on him. Um, so what contingency plans do the Bucks need to have in case they lose any of these three guys? Because like we talked about earlier with Evans, they could very well miss out on him. Um, so what contingency plans do you think the Bucks need to have? Zach, we'll start with you, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, you're muted, big dog. My God, I am so sorry. There you um, go. No worries. Luckily, as, as I just said that, you know, we don't need to focus on the draft right. or we can't just focus on the draft. Luckily, this draft is relatively strong for all three positions. For sure. So, God forbid we lose out on, you know, Baker Mayfield, we lose out on him. Well, Michael Penix will be there with our 26th pick. Like if we had to, you know, um, we lose out on Mike Evans. There's this is such a deep wide receiver draft. For sure. Um, and then safety again, like. Kinchins, we've got there's so many safeties in this draft that I think are going to be significant NFL starters. Um, so I feel like as crappy as it sounds, if we were to lose one, two, all three of them, we have okay options in the draft. And free agency, that's where it's a little more dicey to me. Quarterback, 
I don't want any other quarterback outside of Baker Mayfield in free agency. Uh, I just don't. I, I don't think any of them fit with our system. Um, wide receivers. Yeah. Wow. Not really anyone I want in free agency. Uh, safeties. I wouldn't mind having Jordan Whitehead back, but do I take him over Winfield? Like, of course not. not right. a chance to know. So uh, I think with these, the big three, it would have to be draft. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the good news is with, with, if we, if the Bucks were to lose out on all, on any of them or all three of them, whatever the case may be, uh, it would mean that that money would be freed up in other areas. So even if we're not necessarily thinking free agency, it means that maybe they, trade for someone or maybe they're open to other avenues of acquisition. Um, but yeah, the, the like you said, the draft is a very, very good spot for all three of these positions. Um, and Musab, we'll throw it back to you, man. What contingency plans do the Bucks have in case they lose any of these three guys? Yeah, to me, all that really makes sense would just be drafted out. Um, I mean, you, you made a great point right now, Carter, with, you know, if we lose a model, you know, we le at least have a lot of money saved so we can kind of put that elsewhere for sure. So um, but I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be some big damage, at least for me, if we lose Antoine Winfield Jr. Just cause I mean, yeah, there's always, there's always some wide receivers out there, but just looking at our DB room right now with it's Winfield brutal. gone. Yeah. With Winfield gone. And now you have dudes like D Delaney left Jamel <laughs> Dean. Like, we, we don't have yet Ryan Neal. So Kayvon Merriweather. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, so for me, it's like, okay, fine. I guess we'll just have to draft, but um, so be it. It's going to be a weird offseason now, the more that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I want to throw a question to you guys. I know we didn't really go over this question at all, but and I, I think we may have touched on it on another episode. Who do you think out of those three is the the best one to lose, like realistically? Uh, Musab, I'll let you take it first, big dog. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this one this is a good question this is a very yeah, good yeah this is a good question yeah i was I not thinking it. about it all day i have my answer i know my answer right off right i hate, I hate to say it but I, I gotta go mike evans oh really that's, Interesting. that's my answer too yeah i gotta go mike evans i just think that uh there's uh, in an ideal where there's no yeah there's no need for us to lose baker or for baker to leave and then whatever i just said about antoine winfield i i stand by it i mean yeah without him we are in the trenches. So, yeah, I mean, we lose Mike. I mean, it's, yeah, it's obviously going to suck big time, but um, I mean, there's, yeah. Well, and it's, it's not even about being down on Mike Evans. Like I love Mike. I want him back. Yeah. I feel that he is the most easily replaceable. Yeah. That's just, that's just kind of how I, yeah. Let me rephrase that. It's not going to be one guy replacing him. It's going to be a team effort making up those thousand yards every season. But I think that our wide receiver room is the deepest position room we have outside of – well, no, I think that's our deepest position room. Um, that's not saying much because a lot of our other position groups, as I was just thinking that, are like four guys. So, And I feel like you can have a subpar wide receiver still play good at times, if that makes yeah. sense. Some – lesser talented receivers can have big games. I mean, you look at Tutu Atwell, like he's not that good, but he's had some big games, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling, yeah. the USF guy. 
Oh, he's had some good games. <laughs> like it's just, it's one of those things where it, it, that's a position I feel like they can go off. Random players can go off more. Yeah. Ooh. And, and for me, I'll, I'll tell you this. For me, the best way to summarize it is I'll take Godwin and Trey Palmer over D. Delaney, Kayvon Merriweather any day. <laughs> All right. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I don't even like Godwin, and I agree with you. <laughs> All right. Well, regardless of our of – our, I don't know. Um, I'm definitely with you. Antoine Winfield Jr. would be the hardest to replace. Um, that's that's my number one. Um, I'm at a tie. I, I'm, at a, I'm at a crossroads because, to me – it's a lot about the price points for Evans and Bayfield. Like if Evans wants 25 plus million dollars, then okay, go get it from Houston. Go get it from whoever. That's, that's um, not a bad contract for a franchise quarterback. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, Evans, like if he wants. Oh, Evans, Evans. Dollars, yes. Yeah. 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 Like go get it from Houston. Baker Mayfield, if he wants 34, 35 million, if he wants guarantees built into it, that's where things get dicey. And I, I feel like you can replace both of those players with from those price points. Like you can say, no, we can get production like elsewhere in, throughout our roster by spending that money on other positions. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if I had this, you know, if I had to say which one was easiest to replace, I'd probably go Evans with y'all. But I don't think Baker's as far behind as we probably think. Uh, but it's not an insult to either player. It has more to do with their price point. No, no hate towards any of the three players. I For want sure. all of you, Mike. Although comparing Mike Evans to Tutu Atwell and Marquez Valdez. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's not what happened there. I, I said you're not going to replace them with one person. You would need three Tutu Atwells to replace <laughs> Mike Evans. Like – that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. So you're saying you're saying that the Bucks would run 14 guys out on offense and three yeah, two yeah, Atwells right. would run right. the route. In order to be fair, time. we have to get penalized every play. <laughs> so gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying though. Like I, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, and yeah, the Bucks wide receiver room. It's the deepest, I guess, if you want to if you want to call it that. But yeah, it's, it's no definitely- deep positions on this team for sure i literally realized that as i was telling you it's the deepest i was yeah, like well, hey, nothing deep no, about is. the Bucks. nothing yeah. is, team is an injury away at any position from being screwed yeah the waters do not run deep for the tampa bay buccaneers but um yeah it's it's definitely tough across the board uh like you said if one guy goes down oh man that bridge yeah. collapse real quickly um so yeah i thought that was kind of an interesting thing but musab i want to throw it right back to you because we had we talked about it last episode musab mock monday it was it was going down. Uh, you, you released your mock draft. I want to hear your kind of overall thought process behind it. Give us your picks and everything. So the floor is yours, my friend. Hell yeah, man! Absolutely. Uh, so this is just yeah, this is my first mock draft. Uh, so take it easy on me, listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going first. Yeah, first round with the 26th overall. I'm going safety, Cameron Kinchins, uh, just because. Uh, I mean. I'm not going to act like I, I know this guy inside out and all that, but from what I've just seen from the reports, I mean, this guy is top tier. He's got the experience. And also, I mean, I love me some ACC football. So uh, that's just – he's just he's just also just one of the best guys up there overall. Uh, I think he's just the best option at that point. Now going in the second round, we're going with the 59th overall pick. I'm going edge rusher Jonah Ellis from Utah. I think this is just someone whose stats been looking real good. I just feel like um, – Maybe he's not someone that everyone just thought about just because, you know, he's coming from a school like Utah. Maybe not. he's not, like, coming from someone like an SEC school. Yeah, I but, think on a ranked team. Yeah, but 
But what I will say is I, I, I just think that he's got potential up there for sure. Uh, now for my third one, uh, with the 89th pick overall, I'm going center, Zach Frazier. Now with well, what I mentioned earlier with the whole right guard center situation, as of right now, I'm leaning more towards drafting a center. And uh, I'm, I'm fine with Stinney. Maybe we'll get some competition for him in the offseason during free agency. So that's why I'm leaning more towards center right now with Zach Frazier from West Virginia University. Now this is where uh, it gets a little interesting just because now we're in the fourth round. You know, we're trying to find some hidden gems, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. I'm going uh, cornerback Kyrie Jackson, fourth round, 125th overall pick uh, from Oregon. Um, again, just from a big, 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 uh, big team. Uh, I did like some guys from Oregon State, but <laughs> I'm kidding, Zach. No, but I, I am I am leaning towards Oregon uh, just because, I mean, yeah, phenomenal. He's up there uh, when it comes to his projection as well. So I'll just leave it at that. Now. This gets a little interesting. Now we're in the sixth, seventh round, uh, especially with Levante David now possibly retiring. Uh, and then the whole Devin White situation is interesting. I'm leaning towards Cedric Gray from UNC. Uh, at this point, if, if we're able to get him in the sixth round, I think that's an absolutely good find. Um, I, I think this is a hidden gem for me. Uh, and then the seventh round, this is just now we're looking at our offensive weapons, guys who can help the rest of our guys out. I have seventh round with a 242nd pick running back Imani Bailey from TCU. Um, I just think, you know, looking at his kind of report, his weaknesses, his strengths, I think this is the kind of guy who would also complement Rashad White uh, really well, and that's exactly what, where I'm, what I'm looking for uh, this upcoming season. Last but not least, wide receiver Javon Baker from UCF. Uh, this one was kind of just a wild card for me, just looking at, okay oh, – nice. <laughs> what, what, what kind of guy, what kind of guy, uh, you know, could we actually possibly get at this point who would maybe work out with us? This was a little bit hard, obviously, because he is a UCF alumni, uh, but I had to kind of set that uh, USF fandom to the side and put him down as my seventh rounder. So uh, those are my guys. Uh, if you like what you heard, <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> if you don't like what you hear. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I'll let all the Oregon State stuff slide just because you picked a, a night. Uh, oh, you're almost man. even. Not quite because I would have preferred Oregon State in there, but I'm okay with it. Oh, I know. Sorry, guys. Orlando boy here. I apologize. Oh, Orlando. Yuck. Um, yeah, no, I respect the honesty. You know, got to gotta respect a man from USF who will pick a UCF guy. That means you're doing an honest evaluation of the talent. Um, I really like that you waited so long to – go skill position because I think that's really smart. Um, I think you can get a lot of value from lower round guys at the skill position level. Um, and the Bucks have a lot of needs in the trenches. So I love that you went, you know, obviously the secondary also as well. Um, yeah, I was really excited to look at your draft Musab. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. I, I really enjoyed, you know, just learning more about these players. And obviously as the off season goes on, we'll have our own little stuff on these episodes talking about the Bucks positions in need. So even more reason to like, and subscribe in case you were wondering, um, we'll, we'll continue to delve deep. And, and I'm sure Zach Blaine's going to come up with his own mock draft next week as well. Another one, you know, I think this will be your third one, right, Zach? It'll be my third one. Yeah. But third I'm thinking one. maybe it's you into one. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm always hesitant because, you know, the, the the mock drafts can be really fun, but also, you know, everyone has their own mock draft. So what's what's mine? It's just kind of a, 
a shot in the dark. But yeah, no, I'll definitely produce one at some point this offseason. Everyone does. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll cover so, you next week, and then you got the week after. Right, for sure, for sure. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, as free agency moves up, moves along, well, it'll definitely shape um, how these drafts come together as well. Because you know, it's a lot of free agency decisions to be made. We yeah, talked about that this week too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really exciting thing to plug, Musab's Mock Draft. Check it out on Twitter if you want a little – our producer made a wonderful little visual as well. Um, so definitely check it out there as well. Um, so, but shifting our focus to kind of a bigger picture thing, um, we're looking at the division, you know, because there's a lot of interesting decisions that can be made throughout the NFC South. The, the Falcons are probably the most interesting team um, in the NFC South. But are there any teams that could maybe surpass the Bucks in your mind? Zach, we'll start with you, man. Um, with some shrewd offseason moves, who are some teams you're looking out for in the division? I, it, the, see, this is a hard question to answer as a Bucks fan right now because we don't know where we stand. Right. No, it's a good point. If we lose out on Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield, let's just say we lose out on those two, we bring back Antoine. Um, I think two or three teams could pass us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is realistic. Yeah. Like, but. Let's go off of the idea that we get all three of them back. I don't think there's a team outside of maybe the Falcons with competent quarterback play that could pass us. So maybe the Falcons, but if I had to like put all my money on one answer right now, none of the teams surpass us. Gotcha. Interesting. All right, Musab, how about you, man? Maybe you're with Zach or maybe you're a little bit higher on some of these NFC South teams. No, I'm going. I'm going Buccaneers. If anyone would give us competition, yeah, it would be the Falcons. But that's really about it, though. I don't feel like any of us are really gonna, you know, make any really drastic moves. I think that's what makes our NFC South division so special. It's just <laughs> so like you know, there's only so much you have to do to be better than the other three guys. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's really about it, though. So yeah, I'm going Bucks. I know yeah. Josh last week said that he thinks Justin Fields is more of a uh, Pittsburgh guy. I think he's coming to Atlanta. I think he's going to be Ooh. Atlanta quarterback. And I think that that's the only reason I'm not high on Justin Fields, but I'm a lot higher on Justin Fields than I am on Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter. So right. I course. think in those weapons they have, that's why I say Atlanta could potentially pass us if Fields can play good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I do think Atlanta has a pretty good chance, um, like with the reasons that y'all said as well. Um, yeah, Carolina's they don't have a first-round pick. The Saints have no cap room. They're also a really, really aging roster. They're going to get even older this year. I think we saw it this past season. There was a lot of regression from a lot of their veterans, uh, Cameron Jordan, Tyron Matthew. I mean, just a lot of their guys that were – they were hoping could maintain that is they couldn't meet that expectation. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that was a really thought it was a really interesting question just because, you know, the bucks are defending champs now for three straight years for the NFC South. So, I mean, they're kind of, I don't want to call them top dogs cause they went nine and eight and I think they went eight and nine the year before. So they're not really top dogs by much, but Hey, they're, they're top dogs. So I thought it was kind of interesting um, so, I mean, we kind of mentioned the Falcons. Are we expecting the Falcons to make like a big splash or any other team in the division, I guess, but really, I guess more so the Falcons, just because they're the only team that really can. Are we expecting them maybe other than Justin Fields? Maybe they bring in Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Maybe they bring in some big edge rush help. Uh, Musab, we'll start with you, man. Are you expecting any team in the division to make any big splashes in the offseason? 
Maybe, yeah, maybe the Falcons, but um, I don't know. That's at least about it for me as of right now. Can't think of anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. The Falcons just are the only team that have like both the cap space and the draft capital to really make some market improvements on their roster. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. There's not really any big spot. Unfortunately, this is going to be another year of real mediocre football in the NFC South, which is kind of tough to see. But Zach, maybe you're expecting the Panthers to pull some rabbit out of a hat or I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that if Mike Evans leaves Tampa, he's going to Carolina with the offensive coordinator he knew for one season. <laughs> for sure. That's, that's what I'm seeing. Everyone says, oh, he's going to Carolina. There's no way he goes to Carolina. Um, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I think he goes to the Texans if he leaves Tampa. The Texas uh, connection is huge, yeah. It's massive. But uh, Atlanta is going to be the team that makes a move. They're going to bring in – I think it's Justin Fields. Bring Justin Fields home. He's from Kennesaw. So I think that he he goes back. If it's not him, I believe they bring in Kirk Cousins. That team was a quarterback away from being a solid team last year. Quarterback yeah. play killed them. Their defense was good. Not great, but good. Uh, and their offense has – I talk about it every time we talk about the Falcons. It almost sounds like I'm a damn Falcons fan, but I'm not. They have so many weapons that with even decent quarterback play, they could show us a little bit of a hard time. So I think looking at that, those are going to be the moves. It's going to be a quarterback of some sort going to Atlanta. Yeah, and I do think that if they trade for Justin Fields, I do think that they probably sign maybe an, a big-name edge rusher. I think Daniil Hunter is kind of an interesting name to watch for. Davion um, Clowney is another one for me. Yeah, for sure. Kind of a veteran guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of expecting the Falcons to make some big moves. Um, but looking outside, because, you know, the NFC South kind of boring, if you couldn't tell by the way we're talking about it. Uh, are there any storylines that you're on the lookout for outside of the division? Like, who's the team to watch this offseason? You know, other than the Bucks, of course. You know, the Bucks are the team to watch for this show. But, you know, there are other teams in the NFL. Uh, Musab, we'll start with you, man. Who's the team to watch in the NFL this offseason? Oof, to be honest, man, I don't know. I've kind of just been in my own little Buccaneers microcosm. I haven't really right. thought about what, what else is going on with the rest of the league. Um, damn, man, I could have sworn I did see something I was working out. I did see something with the Cardinals situation going on with Kyler Murray. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't able to hear because I already had my headphones on, but I did see a photo that like they were quoting the coach saying like Josh is our guy, but they're also saying Kyler Murray's their right. guy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see what turns out with the whole Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray situation just because of what happened even last season as well. But I mean, overall though, I, there's no team that's like, Oh wow. You know, I'm really watching what they do. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the Cardinals are definitely a, a low key team because yeah, I mean, they're, they've got a weird quarterback situation. They're getting, they owe Kyler Murray a lot of money. Um, so who knows what um, Zach, how about you, man? Who's your team to watch this offseason? Do I have to pick one? You can pick multiples. <laughs> there, There's so many. I mean, New England, you got their quarterback situation. The Bears, do they take number one? Do they trade number one two years in a row? Um, like, I have my opinion on I think they end up taking Caleb Williams. I think it's a mistake, but, you know, whatever. Um, you got, uh, the Raiders, like, what do they do at quarterback? Aiden O'Connell kind of showed that he can play quarterback, but also do you trust Aiden O'Connell playing quarterback? So it's, it's one of those things where 
there's so many teams like to me this feels like the first season in a long time that I could say there could be five to seven new quarterback or five to ten new quarterbacks playing for a, uh, like starting for a team this year and I can't remember a time since I've been watching football that you've had that much turnover at the quarterback position because like all of our legends of our era are kind of retiring now so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of teams that could be interesting to watch you know Kansas City situation Travis Kelsey says he's coming back but that could have changed Taylor could have changed his mind um, <laughs> the Eagles with Jason Kelsey who I love Jason Kelsey um, he still hasn't decided if he's retiring yet this just feels like a, a soap opera of an offseason and I'm I, you know what I'm here for it reality dating show whatever you want to call it I'm, I'm in love hey, my like, yeah, bring on the Bachelor NFL. Yeah, it's, I feel like to not watch other teams this season would almost be boring because I feel like other teams are going to have a lot more fun than what uh, the NFC South is going to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Those are definitely some great teams. You mentioned the Bears and the Patriots and all that stuff. But um, I'm really intrigued by the Vikings. You know, they got Justin Jefferson kind of looking for a new contract. He's the best wide receiver in football. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's a free agent. We've talked about that. And do they bring him back? If they do bring him back, does that mean Justin Jefferson stays? Do they trade Justin Jefferson? I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts there. Um, also, you know, Jacksonville is kind of interesting. They've got Josh Allen as a free agent. Um, how do they move forward with Calvin Ridley? Because if they re-sign him, they owe a, bit, a better pick to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, if they let him go, then, you know, they're without Calvin Ridley, but they get their their second. I think it's. Isn't that before, if they let him go before um, before free agency? Like if they re-sign him before free agency. That might be the case. I'm, I'm not 100%. And right now it's a third round pick. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was. If they sign him before free agency, like they don't let him hit the open market, right. then they, and it turns into a second. So theoretically, they could – I think they're waiting on purpose. Once free agency starts, sign him to a contract, and then they still only give up a third round for him. Hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Um, I don't know how that'll all play out, but, hey, it's it's just feeding into our soap opera NFL offseason type of vibe. Uh, the Bengals are also a really interesting team, um, not just because I love Joe Burrow, but also they franchise tag T. Higgins. Uh, do they trade him? Do they keep him? Do they draft Brock Bowers out of Georgia? Uh, what do they do? Because they've got a relatively high pick for a team with a franchise quarterback. Uh, the Chargers, you know, they just hired Harbaugh. What do they do moving forward? Austin Eckler's a free agent. Do they cut Mike Williams? There's just so much stuff going on in the NFL. Like Zach said, uh, if you're not following the rest of the league, then you're going to be kind of bored uh, because the Bucks are going to have those three names and then they'll have the draft. And then after that, not not really expecting a whole lot from the Bucks. So. You're going to see a lot of like undrafted free agents that have been on 14 teams come into Tampa this off. Yeah, more Christian Eisen types. Um, yep. Although if they have another Christian Eisen, my goodness, that would be I, a fun. He's one of my favorite rookies from last year. For sure. He was a huge value pick, uh, or not even a pick, just a huge value pickup uh, as an undrafted free agent. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd let that out there before we logged off and before we hopped off of this uh, this podcast. And, um, you know, when you're in the end of the show, we really appreciate you all for tuning in. Um, we're going to do a lot more draft stuff moving forward, as well as some free agency previews. I wanted to lay the groundwork and let you all know what we thought the priorities were, though, before we got into all that stuff. Um, so like I said, we really appreciate you all tuning in. Definitely hit that like and subscribe button if you like what you heard. 
Uh, also give us a follow on social media at RBLR Sports, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can see more of Zach Blaine and more Musab Tariq's mock drafts on Twitter. Um, instead of just waiting to hear about it on the podcast, you can read about it on our Twitter. So definitely give us a follow there. Um, but we'll see you next week. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Thank you for tuning into this presentation by RBLR Sports. On your way out of the stadium, please remember to like and subscribe.